now proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. All right, guys, I want to tell you a little bit about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing brand that proceeds of the shirts, the hats, and everything else go to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. This whole t-shirt company started from me taking care of a five-year-old girl from the emergency department at the Children's Hospital I worked at in Atlanta for a while back. Um, I thought I needed to do a little bit more than kind of just talk about my story. So this is how I started the clothing line because I wanted to show people that even though diabetics have this really bad disease, we can still do amazing things in our life and diabetes won't stop, you know, stop us reaching our goals. So go check out type1lifting.com. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, you can always reach me out on Instagram. It's type1lifting and hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the type1 lifting podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom. And the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28. So if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves and I love them so much. They haven't the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past. Uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com. Uh, check out what they have in the store. Use the promo code type one and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. The Touch and Go gang is here again, minus one, but that's okay. We're still going to rock and roll. and got a whole bunch of topics I want to talk about. So um, on my left, I got Vic Rodriguez and me on the right and below, Hannah Hardy. How's everybody, how's everybody doing? Oh, great. I'm doing great. How about you? Um could be better, but I'll talk about that in the final thoughts. But anyway, um, so um, one of the topics I kind of want to talk about that I've actually seen on um, Xander and Vic and pretty much all the other guys that follow Misfit is the training camp. Now, I know, Hannah, you've been to a couple training camps, too, but we'll, you know, I, I want to talk about um, I want to ask Vic how this weekend went and like what happened during the whole weekend. All right, we can jump into this. This is a it's episode of its own, essentially. Because Misfit Camp, if you if you've had a chance to experience it, it is honestly I'm still I'm still struggling to find the words to like truly like explain or convey what it what it was. Um I'm super grateful and thankful that I had a chance to, that I actually said, hey, I'm gonna go do this camp again. Um we did the quarterfinals camp together and it was awesome. It's, bunch of people it was amazing and then this one was just as or maybe even better and it was much smaller it was a it was a very tight-knit group of people who were able to travel out it was it, it was about like 12 12 to 15 people uh total so we did uh summer camp teams we did team black versus team purple nice and we had like partner workouts. We had a we had a snatch off. We had a bunch of a bunch of lectures in between. Um, plenty of uh, warming up and cooling down. And we also did a nice uh, Sunday miles run, which I'm pretty sure I got heat rash from after. Um, <laughs> I'm not too sure what happened, but buddy. Uh, Monday, I was in a different world. Um, I was feeling like the AC. I'm like, oh man, my skin's so warm. I'm going to the AC. It feels cold, but my skin just gets warmer. And I'm like, I'm not right. My, my skin's not burnt. You know, unfortunately, uh, I don't get sunburned to tell me that I should get out of the sun. Mm -hmm. I just get darker. Uh, so it's hard for me to tell when enough is enough. So that was, that's kind of some of the breakdown there, but 
just man so many so many great moments it's it's much different when you're with a team of people and you're working together and you're basically you're strategizing you're talking about how you're going to do the workout how you're going to get this done and i honestly i can't say enough about what it means um to kind of build confidence in a workout. And I don't think I've really experienced that because one of the big topics that we actually brought up a lot was training in a vacuum. Training alone is so much different than getting to train in an environment with other people. And sometimes you just need that extra push to get that additional dose of intensity. And sometimes you need those people to ignore your calf cramping up so that you can keep doing the squat cleans. Um, shout out to Preston on that one. He pushed me uh, super hard and he knew he only pushed me because he knew I could do it. But I'm just like, man, if this was a regular workout and it was just me, I would have, I would have like gone so much slower because I would have said, you know what, this is fine. The weight's easy. I'll take a break. I'll gather myself, but we're in the middle of a race neck and neck. And only one thing to do, but to grab that bar and just rip it up and keep getting the reps through. I mean, they weren't bad, but it was just, it was just the pace, like heart in your throat. Come on, we got to go. And I'm like, okay, uh, this is what, this is what it is. This is our life right now. But yeah, um, I can't wait for the next one. I, um, yeah, a lot of emotions still, still kind of a trying to unpack all of it. But I know that uh, everything's heading in the right direction for me in terms of my training, in terms of um, the overall program and the community itself. So I'm really happy about that. You know, there's definitely days where things are super hard and you just start to question that and you start to question yourself. And I think I needed this uh, camp to... I guess for reassurance, which is a little strange, but it was an added bonus that I didn't think I needed. But mm -hmm. now that I look back and I'm like, man, I think I actually really needed this additional push to see like, Hey, the needle's moving the right direction. So that's Pretty a little cool. bit. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I love when I go to like different places and train with other people. Cause I obviously I get more of a push too with that. Cause like I've, I've trained alone for, years i it's probably has to be like five five six years all by myself like no no other buddy to, to work out with me because no one wants to get up at like you know five o'clock in the morning or work out train it late at night or you know go to my basement and work out so you know it's kind of kind of awesome to have another another somebody else with you to kind of push you to get you get you going and push you even harder that you think you can go even further so but uh hannah you've been to a couple of misfit camps so what are your past experiences, you know, going to camps and like, what have you learned? I mean, what I really learned about, I mean, what I learned at Misfit Camps is just how much community matters. I mean, what Vic had, like what Vic said, just being able to, I mean, I love that you guys had like two separate, two separate teams. You're going head to head. Uh, it looked like it was the majority of just partner workouts and Yes, like you are learning about all the barbell and gymnastics techniques, how to pace yourself in workouts, building your athlete IQ, but Misfits all about community. And that's what drew, drew me to them in the first place. That's why I stayed for so many years. I mean, my best friends follow Misfit. I just absolutely love that they harp about building the best environment you can both inside the gym you go to or just online and building just your friend group and group chats to just shit talk each other and everything. And I mean, even now they have discord. They like, we're not just in groups, but in groups that are in iMessage or Facebook or anything like that. Like we are now a collective community somewhere and just going to camps in person just magnifies that and it's the it, like the energy there is bar none so if people haven't gone to a misfit camp they definitely should 
because I mean, you learn so much, but the relationships you make there are, I mean, they will last a lifetime. Yeah. And it's not like the elite athletes, like it's anybody can go to these camps. Like you could be a scaled athlete. You could be, you know, top of the level athlete. It doesn't matter. Like you guys, you know, all learn the same thing together, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Like I saw like someone got their first bar muscle up. Like that's like having like that energy is like, it's so cool. Cause we're all there to push each other and we're all there just to, I don't know, just be each other's like best cheerleader we can be. Yeah. That was my, uh, that was my first partner for the, uh, for the first work. I was Gus, the master's athlete got his muscle up and it was just so damn smooth. Uh, you're just like, that's your first one. Like, really? He just popped up there. <laughs> He's, and he, when he, I mean, he, he missed a couple at first. I'm like, okay, now try it again. When he got up there, it just looked so natural. It was just like, you just, you just kind of just, you hung, you hung out there nice and comfortably. Like, yeah, I could do this. I was just like, okay, this is how we're doing it this weekend. This is, this is what the whole, what the whole weekend's going to be. It's just going to be people surprising themselves every single workout. So it was, it was it was cool, yeah. And also, I noticed you guys. Well, obviously, you got like the tie dyed black and the tie dyed purple shirts. But also, I saw another shirt from Sharpen the Axe, the pink with like the teal M logo. So Sharpen yeah. the Axe, the Sharpen the Axe for people that don't know is the clothing line for Misfit Athletics. Um, I mean, they have great clothes. You know, mine are a little bit better. No, I'm just kidding. Just just kidding. Uh, but yeah, they, they, I mean, I wear their clothes and, and they're great. And I saw that shirt and I was like, that is so dope. Like I want that shirt so bad. I, uh, it's in my, it's in my room right you now. Sh- you should have, you should have worn it. You should have worn it, man. Bubblegum bandit. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Maybe I'll wear it tomorrow. We'll, we'll figure it out. But we so got when are those, when are those shirts coming out? Ooh. I actually got asked. I I got asked um, jabs in them. I, I actually didn't. I didn't even ask about when it was coming out because I'm like, oh, I already got it. So I'm like, well, this look. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about I the know. release. No, I got to ask, ask, ask him. I'll post it. Yeah, I can yeah. ask Xander. Yeah, we can ask Xander. I mean, I think I think there was a post on social media about it. So um, I'll take a look at that and kind of see you know when it is. But I'm definitely uh, might be repping one of those shirts relatively soon. So gotta be soon. I can't wait to wear that with the bubblegum shorts too. They have bubblegum shorts. Oh, uh, the the inseam, the, the the shorts that are too short for you because oh yes, yes, as, as the Statue of Liberty. Um, yes, I, mean, I know those. You could actually wear them. I mean, men who played in the NBA in the 1950s and 60s wore the same inseam. But I don't want to do a squat snatch and like scare. I, granted, I'll be wearing the compression shorts. I don't want to scare any people. So it's true. True. All right. All <laughs> did, did they talk about any camps coming up relatively soon at all or any new camps? Oh, so there tentatively, there may be another one. And there's also a misfit uh, team competition in November in Portland, Maine. So it is open to the public. So maybe just maybe you sign up and check it out there and then or i believe there might be another camp right around that same time as well so it might be a twofer i'm not sure but i know there is a competition that they're hosting and then i believe there's going to be a camp um shortly after um i just have they just have to they have to figure that out um mm-hmm. logistics wise but Very cool a lot of people were uh, were sending us the FOMO messages. <laughs> of course, yeah. And like next time, it's just going to be everyone. Everyone's got to show up, and I can't wait. Yep, definitely, definitely. I would love. That's like another thing on my bucket list, like CrossFit Games, Misfit Camp, you know, all that stuff. Just just trying to get time, trying to get time for it. But um, speaking about Misfit Camps, I know um the next topic i want to talk about um he was he did do misfit athletics for a little while so chandler smith had a new um video out with the buttery bros it was actually out like was it last week or something like that but they on like patreon or something like that but um now it's officially on youtube and it's 
you're able to watch it for free and i know you two guys have seen it so um what are your takes on that video about chandler smith like i had no idea he had asthma so um what are your takes no, I like I know with me, I I mean, I don't think anybody really knew he had asthma other than people who were close to him. Um and I mean with me it just broke my heart because you could see like how much he was fighting. It was just his body was shutting down on him. And he mm-hmm. it, like, it's something that you can't help that. So I was more so inspired that he kept going. And you know, like I mean, granted, he did say he's like, no, I really want to pull out, and Ben kind of just said no, just do this next event kind of just like taking it one at a time and he's like we can consider after the next one we can consider after the next one and he finished out his weekend and i i just like what i really want chandler to think or just like take away is people don't like people aren't gonna think differently of him because of that one competition people love him for what he's done for the community i mean not only because of his accolades and he's given so much back that people know him because of that, not because he got, you know, he didn't make the CrossFit Games this year. So uh, I know that he is hard on himself and it's just because he expects greatness. And, you know, that's what you want. I mean, that's what any games athlete wants. So I totally understand where he's coming from, but I just hope he knows that he has such a support system and such a group of, I mean, so many people who love him because of him, not because Mm -hmm. of what he's done. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I definitely want to echo some of the same sentiment there on, on the whole documentary, but honestly, even seeing the documentary didn't change the way I felt about his body of work for the season. And like, honestly, like, I think that, yes, he does put a lot of pressure on himself and a lot of athletes put a lot of pressure on themselves to perform and to be the top person. But I think it's a little bit different with Chandler. Um, And I think there's some unspoken pressures that are put on him in particular. And I just think like, man, he could stop doing CrossFit, like competing in CrossFit, and he'd be solid for the rest of his life because He's good on his own, on his own merit, on what he's accomplished so far and what he's done in his life. And the fact is that even if he was to stop competing in CrossFit today, he'd still do something else amazing because that's the type of person that he is. And I just think that he just needs to go out there and have fun again and just do his thing. And don't worry about what people think or the pressure of that. Like, hey, man, it's all on. It's all you. It's all for you. Mm-hmm. So I just, um, I look at, I look at some of that and I'm just like, man, people that are the people that are actually going to like go at you or try to be negative towards you can't touch you No, And most of them don't even have a, a you know, a Instagram, like, you know, bio picture. So, I mean, whatever, you know, screw them. It's not even worth it the people that actually matter aren't going to, aren't going to attack you. Yeah. And if the people don't matter, if they attack you, that's nothing. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, I, you know, I just want him to just be good with him. Just go back, get to work, do your thing. You don't got to promise anything to anyone except yourself and your wife and your family and whatnot, you ain't got to promise anything to anyone else outside of that close circle you got. And that's it. You don't have to go, sorry, I let you down. You know, you don't let anyone down. It's the cards, the cards were drawn, the hand you were dealt, you played it, you had a bad respiratory flare up and you fought through like hell. What do you like? What else could you have done? That's life. You know, you didn't let anyone down. You could have quit, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. Be proud in the fact that you put the effort through and then just move on because it's not the end all be all of who you are as a person or your identity. That's, that's my, that's my big takeaway from, from all that. Yeah. So my takeaways from it is uh, watching the video and especially with like the, when you're talking about the followers he has, so 
he said in the beginning like he had a, not a big following so he was able to like talk to his friends and like all that stuff through social media and all that stuff and now he has like 200 plus like instagram followers and so it's a little bit more difficult um to you know reach out to your friends because like you literally have like 200,000 people that you don't even know and you can't express like what you really want to talk about on social media because everyone's going to be a critic on something mm -hmm. um and also uh I think they did that video like really, really well, really, really well. And like, and watching Ben Bergeron kind of like seeing like the cards that he's being dealt with, with Chandler, with his asthma attack and stuff like that, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of coach somebody where it's, you know, they have these flare ups and it's like, listen, just do the best you can, you know, stick it out, you know, and it's, and if you guy, if the guy wants to quit, it's like, you know, how are you going to, you know, manages. And so I think he did a really good job with, you know, coaching up Chandler with that, even though he couldn't, didn't even make it to the last chance qualifier. No, I mean, it definitely shows that, I mean, we all, I feel like everybody in the CrossFit space knows how much Ben harps on mindset and mm -hmm. it really did just come out there. And I mean, that's why I really like this coaching style being like, Hey, like you're not out yet. When, they realized he was out. It was kind of like, hey, we already know this, but it doesn't mean we can't go down without a fight. And just the fact that Chandler like just didn't give up on Ben in that moment, because I think a lot of people would have just been like, screw this and would have withdrawn. Yep. Um, just to kind of just save like more just heartbreak at event after event. And to think like he even had he had some good ones in the end too. Uh, even when he, he he was dealing with asthma, so I mean, I I mean I just that documentary was awesome, and yeah, it like wasn't the fairy tale ending that everybody expected, and you know we didn't, of course we didn't, we knew what was gonna happen, but it was really cool to go behind the scenes and at least allowing us to see like what happens when something doesn't go right because we don't get to see that often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also, you know, we're, we're watching somebody who's, who we think is like a higher up, but he's actually like a normal human being too. And like, you, you're going to have some wins and losses and, you know, and have some challenges and it's like, not everything's perfect with these guys. And, you know, just got to, everyone's got to realize that too. I think people fail to realize that the sport of CrossFit is still growing. And a lot of these athletes they are just normal, regular people. And yes, you can look up to them. You can be, you can admire them. You can love them for the work they put in and you should respect them and love them for that. And that's great. But just like every star athlete in professional sports is like, God has some God given talent and works ridiculously hard. They still also are people. And they're allowed to have bad days. They're allowed to struggle with things. You know, it doesn't, it's not a chink in their armor. It's human. And a lot of people seem to forget that or that, hey, maybe sometimes the athlete doesn't want to talk to people and maybe they will cuss at you and tell them to leave them alone. That doesn't mean that they hate you. It doesn't mean that they don't want to be around you or that they're ungrateful. It just means that maybe they're dealing with an over, you know, an overwhelmingly large amount of stress and they just had a bad moment. That's it. Mm -hmm. Just people. Yep. And you also, know. also I want to note, like note, like note that watching that video, that documentary, Chandler Smith's back is absolutely ginormous, by the way. Like I like when they did a with the camera angle, like the video of the back, I was like, holy shit, look at this guy's back. It's like massive. It's like it's like a turtle shell. <laughs> it was like unreal. I'm like, I'm like, he oh my gosh. Himself. I'm like, I know he's I know he's super strong, but I was like, just looking at the definition of his back, I'm like, gosh, he's like he's like one of like the bodybuilders at the Arnold or something like that. No, my goal is to be jacked like that one day. Yeah, just get yeah. on the just get on the ski erg for like forty five minutes every day. Oh my god! I mean, I I used to do that <laughs> all the time. 
uh, that's all I could do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, next topic. Um, so I know we, uh, some people have talked about it. There's been videos out with like Tia and stuff like that. So um, do you think that Tia and Rich are retiring? So obviously Sean Woodland, right when Tia won, said, you know, this is the last time you'll probably see her on the floor. And I felt bad for Sean because, you know, he probably got some reliable sources that told him like, hey, this is his, her, this is her last year. And he said that and it kind of bit him in the butt from it. So and I feel bad for Sean, but um, do you think this is the last year for both these guys or do you think they're going to still stay on or like go to like a master's division or, or what? What do you think? Um, I'll, I'll start off here. Uh, Rich has been saying that he's done with team. He was supposed to be done with team last year. I don't count him out until he finally withdraws because Rich is going to keep working out and still stay in shape and still do the open. And we'll see. And the same thing with Tia. Tia might be done. But she might want to, you know, go for number seven. She might just think that, hey, uh, I need to prove something to people because I was behind on the first couple of days and that wasn't as dominant. And I feel like I left like an injured, like an injured animal still with the victory, but I left limping. Damn it. I was going to say that. I was just going to say that on my take. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe she comes back like that. Um but at the end of the day, like, I feel like athletes need to just keep preparing as if everyone's going to be in the fight next year. But I'm excited to see if Rich does go Masters because Sam Dancer, um, even though he just got he just got done with surgery and he's, and he's recovering, before the games, uh, after the games had ended, he had said, you know what, I feel as fit as I've ever been. I'm either going to go back and compete with the regular group and forego masters unless Rich Froning decides to do masters and then he'll go masters so he can compete against Rich. So there's a storyline there. There's <laughs> definitely something that we'd love to see is like an old school, like, like legends throwdown. No, yeah. I wonder if I mean I wonder if Rich if he if he does go Masters he just ends up pulling like you know everybody from that era like what if like Josh Bridges finally was just like you know what Masters isn't dumb anymore or like something like that um and like I think that would be really cool to see um but I mean like Vic said like Rich is gonna train because he loves training and you know if he goes Masters cool if he just if he doesn't we're still gonna see him coaching everybody that's you know with mayhem so it's not like this is the last of him with tia man i have no clue i mean like you're saying like i feel bad like sean had his sources to say that this was her last year um i mean maybe this just wasn't the send-off she wanted maybe she's gonna go the rogue and say okay now i'm done um who like who really knows um but I feel like it's kind of like Rich, like Tia's going to be done when she's done. And maybe she like seeing that, you know, the games are now like this whole new test. And I think it's one that you can definitely, if it is as variable as it was this year, I think that the life expectancy of the athlete goes up more. Um, so maybe she's like, man, I can actually improve on so much more now. Like this, like I thought I was at my peak. No, there's like so much more I can get better at now. So, I mean, who knows? But if she's in the fight, that'd be awesome. If she's not kind of like Rich too, she'll be on the sidelines with Proven. I mean, we already saw that when she was at Mac cheering everybody on. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that was awesome to see. So um, if she, I'm just, I don't know. This, this isn't the end of us seeing either T or Rich out there. But, you know, it might not be as the athlete, but, you know, in a different role. Yeah. So Vic took my take with Tia. So obviously she didn't get the send off that she really wanted to. Like the, the not dominating, you know, experience, like almost like 
getting as many points as like the first place and like third place combined, you know, kind of deal like, like, like Matt Fraser did. Um, I mean, I, you like, like you even said with rogue, I mean, they, she might retire just after rogue cause she wants to get that Bitcoin and you know, that huge, that huge prize purse. Um, you know, you never know. And also she's building that massive gym down in Australia too. So she might have her focuses more on proving and coaching, like you said, and training people at kind of like a, you know, almost like a mayhem barn scenario, but down in Australia. Cause I mean, you like Australia comes, like they have amazing athletes coming out of that area. And like I've, I've said before, they should have more people that are able to get into uh, the games out of that area. But you know, they don't, they have three, but you know, Maybe she can train some of these guys to actually, you know, be absolute studs and just take over the world pretty much for proven. No, I mean, I think that would be awesome. I mean, we all know that Australia has already like, like such high caliber athletes. I mean, what if like they just go and then sweep the podium and it's like, oh, maybe Australia should have a couple more spots. Um, And, you know, like, I, I mean, I think the future is so bright with both of them. I mean, especially if they go into the coach's role i mean i think just i mean both of those camps just automatically grow yeah and uh, another and another thing is no, notice i actually talked to nick urankar like he was a crossfit athlete he was going to go team but then he realized like go, going into the masters is the same prize purse as going team so what's the point so he's like i'll just train by myself and then win my age bracket and then kind of get the prize purse for that. Cause like each person gets the same prize purse from like, for like a master's. So he's like, there's no point of me going team. Like why, right. why work with other people where I've already, you know, proved myself already and just kill it in the master's division. And then, you know, just win that. Yeah. I mean, cool. another, another fun little, uh, wrinkle in this entire uh games uh post games analysis is having a bozeman program this year like you said maybe there's so much you can get better at Mm -hmm. maybe other athletes are feeling the same way now that there's new programming out there for the games they're thinking oh maybe there is a shot that things are going to be much different than when Dave was programming and not that it's better or it's worse, just different. And maybe those evolutions are something that actually piques the interest of these athletes and makes them want to actually get better. Because if there's one thing that CrossFitters like, it's a challenge, a new challenge, something else to master and doing parallel bars, doing, you know, wall facing a uh, deficit handstand pushups, seeing these, seeing these uh simple yet destructive workouts like the capital, um doing the swim rinse and repeats, like the, those all of these, all of these workouts are at the root pretty basic, but just continued progressions. And I think that is uh, that's a good sign for CrossFit for the future. They're going to get a set of uneven bars, and they're going to have to do a whole gymnastics routine on the uneven bars next year. So CrossFit takes over the Olympics. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> oh my gosh, CrossFit that would be, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> like, okay, do like four giants into all of this barbell work. Oh my gosh, is that history repeating itself? Because didn't the Olympics back in Greece, wasn't it doing the athletes had to do all of the events? I think so. And it wasn't specialized? Yeah. Um, Maybe. So um, I didn't add another person in the list list, and I just thought about it. So do you think that Kara Saunders might be stepping aside? Man, I don't know. She looked awesome out there. No, nah, I think she's going, she's coming back. She's pissed. She wants, she still wants to win the title. And as much as she talks about being happy and having a family, you can still have all that too. 
but there's something inside of her that itch needs to get scratched yeah but like i was looking at her instagram post and it was like you know seeing a lot with her like your kid wearing the, like you know and like hugging her kid and stuff like that and so i was like you know it looks like she might just just want to like kind of hang it up and just like focus on family i don't know i mean i think i mean it, of course family means the world to her but i think it's one of those things if if she could if she could still do it she'll do it uh mm. if if it's interfering with you know letting scotty do uh like try new things too and um whether or not like her um her husband needs help i mean maybe maybe then she'll just hang things up but i mean i wouldn't be surprised seeing her out there again that's for sure yeah i was just throwing a hail mary out there like just wondering maybe if like you know maybe a curveball see what see what the, see what you guys thought so um i'll i'll throw a hot take out there okay I mean, hot take hot take i want to know what happens to like the Reykjavik team next year Ooh. Good question. i mean i i have heard um i think it was khan on a podcast with savan and i think they're still talking like he was still talking about i mean he's, he's like listen we're not worried about next year we're worried about this year but I think I think they're gonna stick, or maybe someone like maybe Tola or Lauren or whoever else like, or maybe Khan might just say forget it. But I really think that one of those two is gonna go, and then she's gonna she's gonna get somebody else. I mean, uh, I would I I wouldn't be surprised. I know that I think Khan's like super amped to <laughs> go team again. And I think. I mean, I just think he had a blast there and he's like, and he improved so much just as an athlete being there. Uh, I have no clue about the other three. Um, I don't know if Andy's just like, man, I would just want to go individual again or, you know, but I could also see her being like, yo, we lost and I don't like that. So um, I wonder, I'm just like, I'm super amped because I mean, seeing Reykjavik now, it's like, okay, there's teams that can you know battle to be at the top and now with you know whatever ha is going to happen with mayhem it's you know like we have the oslo teams we have invictus coming back now we have Reykjavik. what other super teams are going to be built um i think this is the start of a new era for the team division i um annie is the linchpin for Reykjavik. So if she wants everyone to come back, she will have to make the case. But if either if Tola or Lauren leaves, that team is dispersed. Because also, I believe there's an underdog's there's some underdog athletes that might be hinting at going team next year. And last time I checked, Tola was living in Vegas before he moved to Iceland. And I'd imagine that he's still pretty tight with some of those guys. And that if he wants to go team again, and that team and Reykjavik isn't fully like <clears throat> together, he might just bump right back and go with the underdogs crew in Las Vegas. But I don't know. That's a lot of speculation. That's a lot of uh, variable, a lot of variables uh, to make that happen, but it's still possible. I mean, they're, they're trying to get Katrin to replace Lauren when Lauren hurt herself right before the games. So, I mean, what if like, you know, Occam's razor switch, then <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Tola wants to say no to that. Uh, Occam's razor tells me that the simplest solution would be if Annie wants to team up with Katrin, she teams up with Katrin and she makes a super team and, and Khan and, and Tola will either say, yes, I'm in, or they just both bump out because Lauren is an Invictus athlete. She's a TTT athlete. Oh, now she's TTT. Yeah. Well, she has ties with Invictus and so does Tola, but Tola went to underdogs. But I was just saying that that, that connection there is I kind of, I think what sealed it for Tola and Lauren to go. So if they switch out Lauren, Tola's out. And if Tola's out, Khan probably won't stick around unless there's someone else. Like, I don't know, like a James Newberry, but I don't think James wants to do team. 
I mean, I don't know. He's an outdoors guy too. Yeah. I don't think he would like the snow all the time because he's a. It looks sounds sounds like he's like loves the outdoors. I don't know. He was wasn't he on the bobsled team? Yeah, but that's not like snowing like all the time though, and like it's like not like dark like twenty four seven. I mean, in the summers, it's definitely not dark twenty four seven. Well, true. Like, okay, touche, touche. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I'm just excited to see what comes of it because there are these hintings of um, super teams going to be built within the next couple of years. So, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see where it goes. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, you know, we, we kind of said that the Noble CrossFit Games were pretty successful this year. And now um, we just got news that Noble is actually um help partnering up with the NFL to do the, do the combine for the NFL. So I, I remember a hearing at the game, some of the shirts actually sold out and they didn't have any more to fill up. So do you think, um, noble actually will have the supplies and everything ready for the combine for the NFL? Um, with me, I mean, I think for the combine, they'll have them for the athletes. I don't know if after the combine, once people have more eyes on what Noble actually is, uh, I don't, maybe we'll uh, run into the issue that we've had, you know, for the past several years up to this point with Noble. Um, but I think this is a cool move. Uh, I still really don't know how the partnership, you know, began, um, you know, and there's me also thinking like, man, like, they should have debuted like cleats or something like that. Cause I know that they did last year. Um, some of the athletes had noble cleats. Uh, I think it's a really interesting move and, you know, I think it's huge for noble to get into, you know, the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see like what also like the NFL players think, um, even what like outside, you know, the public thinks too. I'm, I'm excited um, for this because I think it's the right move for a brand. It's similar to how Nike and Adidas did it with multiple sports where they're finally breaking. I mean, Noble has golf as well, but going into a major team sport like the NFL is going to be great for them. Also allow them to scale properly. The whole have enough shirts it's an economy of scale. So a lot of it's a smart business decision to not create too much overhead in lieu of having to hold that stock and bite the loss. Now that they're doing something for the entire NFL combine, I believe that they'll have enough buying power to have enough stock and overhead to just bite the bullet in case they don't sell it. Cause that's, that's what these types of sports uh, bring is the ability to take on overhead and still make profit. That's why everyone's dying to get in because once you make it, it's a, it's a quantity game. It's like, Oh, we can, we're going to end up selling 10 million units. We break profit at 2 million. We can produce 20 million and still be, and still be even. Mm. So that's, that's going to be cool. I think that their apparel is going to take off even more because I mean, Noble's apparel is very comfortable. So I'd imagine a lot of these teams are looking at those long sleeves at those pants that imagine now doing custom teams, apparel, like long sleeve with the, you know, people like, you know, it's Patriots or it's the Chicago bears or it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now the logos are now being franchised and licensed out to noble. And now they've got matching sweatsuits and all of that. It, the, the possibilities are endless. Once you have the ability to slap on a team logo and not get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, my, one of my concerns is um, the sizing. So they, they don't go extra, extra large. They don't have bigger sizes. So typically you see people 
that, you know, are in the NFL, they're like bigger individuals. And also the fans are bigger individuals too. And so a lot of the sizes that Noble has does not fit for most of the clientele that the NFL, you know, the typical NFL fan. So do you think that Noble is finally going to open up and say, okay, we're going to go, you know, you know, triple extra large or like four X, you know, will they actually get involved with that? Or do you think that's going to be like way too much, you know, stock left over and it's not going to be worth it for us and just kind of stick with like, you know, the basic sizes and just screw everybody else over. Um. I don't know. I think, I think Noble will have to address it and, or else they're just going to get, you know, a lot of several complaints. So, um, you know, maybe they'll dabble with, you know, a few units. If they see that's a hit, they'll expand. I don't know. Um, I mean, especially for the athletes, they're going to have to. It's not like they're going to, like, <laughs> go to an offensive lineman. They're like, okay, you got an extra large. That's that's what you just got to fit in. At yep. least our, our apparel is really stretchy. Um, <laughs> like, they can't do that. So, uh I, I think these are things that are like kind of also on their radar. So, I mean, it would just make the brand more inclusive too. So that's mm-hmm. a plus on their, their end. I think they're going to sell it at a premium. They're just going to say, Oh, more material, higher costs. Um, also noble is like a, I would say they're more like a upper echelon um, brand in terms of quality. And that's what they pitch themselves as. So um, I'm going to say that they're going to be reluctant on making those additional changes unless they're making money off of it. And let's be honest. Um, how many times have people fit into shoes that they're not supposed to fit in because they're that shoe? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. How many times did Carrie Bradshaw try to finish some Jimmy Choo's <laughs> that weren't supposed to, that weren't her size and she made it work? People look at Noble and some of these top tier brands and they think, ah, it's going to be a little tight, but I'm going to make it work. I'm going to squeeze into it because it's Noble or it's this type of brand or it's something that just means status to people. And that's kind of what Noble is within the CrossFit space as well so they're not really changing the game they're just opening up to a bigger demographic the name of the game is status you have the noble shoes the new colorway you got the apparel you're somebody and you also got to think you like you said they're going to do a premium because the nfl has to make some money off of it too so material (laughs) yeah and like even even with even with large like materials, so what I've noticed for you know my t-shirt company Type One Lifting, shameless plug. Um, so if I put in like a was not double XL, I think it's like a triple XL, like the price will go up a little bit more to to make the shirt. So obviously I have to raise the prices up to like instead of twenty five to like twenty eight dollars or something like that. So I mean I I could see that, um, you know, but it's I don't know I'm I'm kind of. I kind of want to see what the price the price ranges they're going to aim for for these, you know, like the spandex, the spandex shirt, the long sleeve shirt, like all that stuff, even the shorts. I'm kind of curious to see what the is it going to be like Lululemon cost like 150 to $120 for a pair of shorts or you know, what's the deal? I'm curious to see what Under Armour's going to say about all this. Well, they really don't have anything to say anymore because like, they got kicked out, so I know. I know. I mean, I mean, I want to know like what other brands are going to think about this. I mean, I'm like just trying to look up like a, you know, like the average shirt for a, uh, like, say, like I'm looking at a, a Nike shirt and it's forty bucks, um, to get like a Tampa Bay buck buck shirt. Just a shirt. I mean, it's just a shirt that says the name. That shirt costs cents to make, and they're making 40 bucks off of it so they can pay the license and then make money for themselves. Jerseys retail 150 
I believe, or more now. I think some of the original. Oh, they're like, they're like 250 for like the, the authentic ones. If you want the stitch, or if you just want the screen printed jersey, it's like 150 but then the stitch, original game day jerseys are like, like you said, 250 or more. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just like even thinking, I'm just like, okay, well, like Noble already pays a premium. Like a shirt's already $32. And I mean, to think like even the games athlete shirts, even they're getting, tw- giving 20 bucks for the athletes and raising almost double. <laughs> so it's kind of, or even more so. So uh, I'm just wondering like, okay, like what are the markup? What's going to be the markup on these shirts in the beginning? Because they're already at a premium. Um, are, I mean, are just like other brands going to be like, hey, like our stuff is like significantly cheaper. Like, don't go after Noble. Um, also, like in my opinion, I mean, like we said, like Noble is this high quality brand. I mean, their apparel is top notch. Um, like I don't wear like Nike shirts anymore because I just hate the material. So, like, what if all of a sudden now just like the world is finally introduced to like whatever uh noble uses or tri-blend shirts like most crossfit apparel is and they're like man we don't have to have this 100 percent cotton deal anymore um so that's just a markup for other companies so i don't know what's gonna happen from it i would say the markup isn't going to be too crazy because again with that additional market now you're going to get you're going to bring yourself they're basically going to jump two levels in terms of volume production, which is going to garner immediate cost reduction in the overall scale of their product of their overall like needs mm-hmm. for supply. So they're going to, you know, it, it's as easy as um back when we were kids, we used to get the East Bay magazine yep. and you get yeah. the team section <laughs> and the team section would say zero to 20 is worth this much. 20 yeah. to 50 is worth this much. You get into those brackets. They're basically going from the 20 to 50, which is like the games athletes, all the way to like the, please call for custom pricing yeah. <laughs> by yep. getting the NFL. Like that's just, that's where they're at. And, the, you know, just like Richard Branson said, uh, even if you don't know you can accomplish something, say yes to it and figure it out on the way. That's what they're going to do. They're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's exciting uh, to see. Uh, what they might do who knows they might even go public <laughs> I, I i don't know if i have, have noble go public but you know whatever we'll see um okay so the last topic um i want i kind of want to talk about is uh well vic was the one that kind of talked about this so uh the kiala trail run um i believe it's coming up what, what vic when is it coming up so it is the ultimate Hawaiian trail run, uh, September 17, 2022 in Kauai. So it is run by the Kiala foundation, which was founded by Aaron Hoff, who is, um, just an amazing human being. And he is what he does. He has a couple of, he has a few gyms actually in Kauai that he actually helps out with the Kiala foundation. So the purpose around them is they're a nonprofit and they raise money year round to make sure that kids have access to CrossFit and also to other events and other opportunities to make sure that they stay busy and they stay on the right track. So being on, being on the Island is, um, is a, is a, is a gift and a curse at the same time, but people need resources. They need an outlet. They need something to do. So that's where Kiala comes in. And they make sure that these kids have guidance. And if you if you've never been, you need to go. There's so much more to it. It's so much more rewarding to you. Um, and I didn't expect that. I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go. We're gonna go to Hawaii. Of course, it's beautiful, whatever. But being there, seeing the children, watching the showcase, um, it's 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 really special. And um, you just kind of, you you understand how much is possible when you really want to make it work. And, you know, 
I don't think Aaron knew how to get this off the ground, but he cared so much. He's like, I'm just going to try. And he just kept trying. And it's a wonderful foundation. Now they have so many, they have so many resources, but I mean, they always need more, you know, it's fundraising. It's a nonprofit. So you, you know, you have to keep building that out and, you know, every year just more people come out and support and, they're able to, you know, expand. So if you have a chance, you should definitely either go. <laughs> um, but I know it's not always the easiest trip to go to Kauai on a whim and, and run a trail run. I mean, it's a, they do a 5k, they do a 10k. They're actually partnered with go ruck this year and they're doing a ruck run as well, which is, even more intense. Uh, they're also doing a golf tournament as well at the Poipu Bay golf course, which is a pretty famous golf course itself where they've had uh, some PGA tournaments as well. Um, and they're also teaming up with uh, street parking. Oh, very cool. Virtual, yeah. do the virtual run as well. So if you can't make it, you can actually go to street parking and sign up for the trail run and do it virtually. And they'll send you a t-shirt and a bib so that you can actually post yourself doing the virtual run wherever you're at in support of the Kiala Foundation as well. Um, members that are actually signing up for it, we have fundraisers. If you want, you can donate to those fundraisers as well, or you can just donate directly to the Kiala Foundation. Uh, you know, I have a fundraiser and I have a link and I'm like, okay, guys, if you want to give, but honestly, you can just give it right to them. It doesn't need to be to any specific link. Just give it to the Cal foundation. Um, I, you know, it's, it's not about, it's not about us. It's about them. And yeah. Do they still have, do they, do they still have that cool shirt where like the guy, there's a guy in a gas mask doing a snatch as one of the shirts. I saw it like I believe I saw it like a couple years ago. I haven't seen it uh, available, but I do know what you're talking about. I have seen that shirt, um, but I I haven't seen it for sale recently. No, um, but I, I have I have seen that. Okay, but either way, it's going to be really fun. There's going to be a lot of a lot of actually. There should be a few games. There should be a few athletes that will be there. Um, a lot of athletes who either attend the games, have attended the games, will make a note to go back out every year and spend time with these kids, share with them some of their some of their lessons they've learned along the way, and try to just impart, you know, just good advice and, and feedback and help, you know, answer Q and A's and whatnot and just give them people to look up to. Um, because in the space of in that space, there's not a lot of CrossFit Games athletes that just live randomly on on Kauai or other people who have done things like former NFL players, you know, who just come out and say, "Hey, if you stick to it and you keep working, like it doesn't mean you're going to be a professional athlete, but you can get somewhere. You can go much further if you keep trying, and you stay on the right path." And uh, yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a time. It's gonna be a really great time and. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. If if you really want to see like what the ins and out of this Kiala Foundation, I know the Buttery Bros did a video, a YouTube video on it. And they had like the little GoPro running around with like and they were eating like um they were not wearing eating sour patch kids, but they were eating like sour gummy worms or something like that on the path. So it, it's it's interesting to see like, you know, what the ins and outs are. Obviously they're making it to like be, you know, they're doing it like they're going above and beyond and going crazy and stuff like that. But like, you know, it's pretty cool seeing, you know, the start and the beginning, the start and the end product of this, uh, Kiala foundation. I will also tell you this, the track is going to be different this year. It's oh. every year. Um, they have, they, they basically re they group out, they reroute the path every year. So it's a different, 10k and 5k every time someone does it so it's never the same experience there may be the same start and finish point but it's never the same path to and from wherever we go so 
I did the 10K last year, but I know I'm not going to be doing the same exact 10K this year because I know that Aaron, Aaron Hoppy is, is going to build out some something crazy and, and really challenge us. And there was ropes last year. There's just only oh, you're sliding down the mud. You get all sorts of dirty. And you, there's, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So uh, we're getting close to the end. So I kind of want to get the final thoughts out of Vic and Hannah. So I'll have Hannah go first and then Vic next, and then I'll go last. Oh man. Final thoughts. Uh, we talked about a lot today. So um, I don't know. I feel like I have the same final thoughts after all of these episodes. I'm first of all, just excited to just see like how CrossFit uh, cross the CrossFit games grow um from the level of competition in every division to just like who new in the space comes who leaves like it just makes the competition fun and it makes it exciting to come back um with noble again like that's just a power move by them and it really solidifies them as a a apparel brand in sports in general not just crossfit like they like they finally like broke out of crossfit which is awesome uh and with the kiala foundation oh my gosh i love it i i mean i've been like following them for years now i haven't made it out to the trail run but i've definitely given so much money and so much support to them so it's definitely a great cause so and I love talking to you guys. It's been a while. <laughs> All right, Rick, um, you're up. Definitely stole my last one. I love talking to you guys. <laughs> I've a minute. So, yes, Hannah, you, you get that one. Um, it's okay. I, I've been stealing Tom's steaks all day. I know. Um, I know. I hate, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> you can't be last. You have to be first. You just have to slide in your take, and then we have – like whatever scraps are left. Yeah, it's hey, so hard. Hey. I mean, I gotta be. I it's like, like obviously, like leaders eat last and stuff like that. So I'm not saying I'm a leader, but I'm just saying like I'm like the guy that's like running this whole area. So of course I'm the person that has to go last because like you know you guys have to go first. I don't well, know. It's either last. No, I would say like <laughs> you either are the moderator and you let us talk, or you give out your points and then we have to address our points without. Re reiterating yours or just okay. say like well i have nothing to say and it's on us it's not on you okay all right well i'll think about it okay <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so other final thoughts i i am yeah man i'm just i'm interested to see how the masters field develops in these next couple years because a lot of talented athletes are getting close to that age and I wonder if this is going to be what it takes to increase the prize purse, where you're now looking at two types of CrossFit Games athletes with top-tier talent. And maybe that's where CrossFit changes up the payouts a little bit and that Masters division, the first couple of Masters divisions get super competitive, where it's now no longer, hey, we've got the CrossFit Games and you know, we do the Masters. Now it's, hey, we've got the CrossFit Games. And not only that, we have some massive heavy, heavy hitters in the Masters 35 to 39 and then the 40 to 44. You know, imagine that being the headline. It's it, Now you're basically making it to like a UFC fight card. You're like, everything's going to be heavy hitting. Everyone's going to be like, it's action packed. You can't miss anything. We're going to schedule every, all these events so that you have to run back and forth and see every single event. Because if you miss one, you're missing out. And I think when you get to that point, you can then really justify, you know, you know, more tickets. You can justify making enough money and maybe adding some, add, investing some other things that might make it easier to do that. And that might lead to having to relocate from Madison. Because that's the other thing we're thinking about. I know that next year is probably the last year it's on contract, but maybe CrossFit grows enough that they have to go even bigger, and not just an you know an equal size place to Madison. So that's uh, that's another that's another thing to uh, think about. Um, other thoughts I have is well, one, 
I can't wait to go back to camp again. And uh, I'm just, man, I, I've just been feeling uh, super grateful lately. Just everything, talking to y'all, um, going to these camps, happy, getting these, all these, all these other experiences I've had just through CrossFit, being afforded that just, just because of CrossFit, really. I mean, I still think of myself, I'm just an average show, man. I'm just, I'm nobody. Um, and I love the fact that I'm able just to, you know, make some really great connections with people and find, uh, find my tribe that way. So very happy. Thank you so much. All right. So my final thoughts. So I have some, uh, big news, uh, you know, I, Hannah didn't talk about this, but she's on deck of comp right now. That's why she's wearing the shirt. <laughs> so I'm uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, she's a, she's a TTT person. So, uh, she just likes wearing different shirts. So, um, <laughs> but, um, I know we didn't talk about it, uh, with this one, but they just, obviously during the games, they hired a new CEO. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm listening to the, um, talking to elite fitness podcast where he's on it. So that's why I didn't really get much information on him just yet. Uh, so I kind of want to talk about the next, next episode, but I'm looking forward to kind of see where he wants to take, um, you know, CrossFit because he loves the sport. I think it's, he, he, you know, he loves everything about it and loves the games and he wants to make it bigger. And also I know they are also, <clears throat> on the morning chalk up, they rolled out a a piece for the uh, the boxes to help promote their box via social media and other things. So I obviously didn't read much about that yet. So I'm looking forward to kind of see what's in that little packet and information packet for you know how boxes can get bigger because you know I've I've been to some bare bones CrossFit boxes around the area and they're great but it's just like if if they just added like maybe five or six more people they would like put them over the edge so they can get like better equipment and stuff like that so uh i'm kind of looking forward to that and um also my my last final thought so um yesterday uh my father passed away and so um i didn't realize like i mean i knew he had a lot of people that were like you know he would always help people out. He was like, cause I've never knew, like never seen half these people or heard of half these people that he's helped out from like, you know, possibly getting fired and having him go on his team for, you know, his, his work, his job to be part of his group. And even, you know, him doing other things like helping somebody out. He's always there to help somebody out. So, you know, I know life's short. And so I, I want to make sure that, you know, I help people out at least get a voice or doing something else like, you know, giving somebody tips on a workout or something like that. So I just hope I actually, you know, you know, I'm like, just like my dad. I mean, I have the mannerisms and the hairy ears and stuff like that. So I know, I know that I, I'm him, but, but I just want to be, you know, known as a, you know, person just like my dad, that is someone that helps people out. And, you know, it, it's kind of, it sucks seeing, you know, your dad, you know, literally on his deathbed and seeing him like a couple of years before that being like an absolute stud. And so it's, it's just crazy how life just like turns quick. And, you know, I just want to, you know, dedicate this episode to my dad because, you know, like I said, very important person to me and, um, you know, and I know for a fact, he wants me to keep on doing what I love. And so, which is this. And so thank you guys for, you know, coming on the show and, uh, until next time. Definitely.